Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The 141st edition of the Four Corners podcast starts right now. Black holding high, goes to Darty. Darty and the double team, gives it back to Black with 20 seconds left to play. Goes back to Michael Jordan, jumper from out on the left, good! Rebounded by Weber. Michigan out of timeout. Weber front court, Carolina with foul. He takes the timeout, they're out of timeout. Technical foul, technical foul on Michigan. Ed Corbett says he can run the baseline, hands in the ball. Brown gets it into Williams. Here comes Williams front court. Williams on the drive. Gets it back out to him. Long outside shot. Short rebounded. May. It's over. Carolina has won the national championship. 89-72. And how about them Tar Heels? They are the national champions. Matthews off the mark. And this year, the confetti is going to fall for North Carolina. They're not going to be denied this time. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Four Corners Podcast. We are powered by Carolina Electrical Services. Josh and Anthony back with you guys today as we're going to have a generic college basketball topic which uh, circles around the NCAA tournament and the the thought of expansion, something that SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey says he hasn't, you know, finalized all what he's what he wants to propose to the to the committee about the tournament. But there are rumors that there will be a proposal of expansion coming the NCAA tournament's way. We will talk about said rumors and what that could mean for the sport moving forward. We also have some recruiting to dive into at the back half of the show as Carolina landed a four-star prospect earlier today. They missed on one yesterday and offered a five-star earlier in the week. But before we do any of that, we start every episode, as we always do, with the pod thought of the day, which is now brought to you by new pod sponsor, Raycon. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, whether I'm getting up to date on the latest Mac Brown football show or the, the latest Premier League podcast that I listen to, and it's been great. One reason it's been so great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do so. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. You can trust me. Raycon's give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycon's are priced just right you get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. I myself love the earbud 
tap functions, the noise isolation, and the awareness mode. All those come in handy while I'm listening in the car on my way to work, while maybe I'm listening to a podcast while I'm at work, or if I'm doing some yard work around the house, I like to have my Raycons on hand. Go to buyraycon.com slash TBPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TBPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash TBPN. First of all, do want to welcome Raycon to the Four Corners podcast family along with the basketball podcast family as well and make sure guys that you do get over and get uh some some of those great headphones because as i was talking about just right there they are very beneficial in my line of work and they could be in your line of work as well so today's pod thought of the day i went very lazy when i go to said site oh so how you plan the show eh, i mean yeah yeah uh, when I went to said site where I get the pod thought of the day. That's lazy enough right there. There's always one at the top. Yep. And I just took that one. I didn't bother scrolling oh my through. Oh, my God. And Not even number three? It didn't even bother scrolling oh through. Oh, my God. Just went with what they had to offer. Wow. But, I mean, I thought it applied to today's episode. And it comes from uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, um, a, a name that's very familiar in the history books even though I don't remember what he did. Poet? Something like that. Author? One I, of those two, I think. He may have been a poet, and I didn't even know it. Um, but anyway, he was quoted one time as saying, nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. And I think that's something that uh, we do bring here to the pod, is a level of enthusiasm, um, primarily myself sometimes it's a positive enthusiasm really sometimes it's a negative enthusiasm okay when the team has played bad and i get on here and i yell and scream rarely cuss but sometimes fire head you've gotten close yeah um but i i thought that one to to be right there at the top did really reflect what we do try to do here at the pod which is provide a an enthusiastic product as we talk about uh, Carolina basketball. I want to dispute this claim, by the way. If there is anybody that is enthusiastic on this podcast, it is me. Are you saying I'm not enthusiastic? Not as enthusiastic as me. State your case? Show your work? I mean, let's be honest here. I'm just, I, I think I bring more consistent enthusiasm to the podcast. Pod pod in, pod out. Can we do that? Yeah. Day in, day out. I don't know. I bring a level of energy. I didn't I am, say you didn't. Oh no, but I'm saying I, I would believe that if you if you took if you took a survey of the people that listen to this podcast, maybe of the people that are in the building that we're currently recording this in right now, and you asked who is the more enthusiastic of the two, I think they would probably go with me. That's that's all that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think there, we bring we well, trust me, we bring plenty of enthusiasm. To Tar Heel basketball. Maybe sometimes a little bit too much enthusiasm. No such thing. To Tar Heel basketball. Um, because I don't know if people should be as obsessed with Tar Heel basketball as we are. As you can see, our personal lives 
not as successful as other people's personal lives. If you do feel like Anthony is more enthusiastic, please leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast after you rate and subscribe. Yeah, go ahead and rate it to too. The yep, podcast yep. while you're there. Mm-hmm. Let's dive in though to today's focal point of discussion, and as we usually do during the off season, we try to find like one just generic college basketball topic to discuss that 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 directly and indirectly affects Carolina. And that one, and this one is the the potential for a proposed expansion. And it shouldn't come as a surprise that the guy leading that it is going to be the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, the guy who, um, of course, if if you follow college athletics, you know, is was behind the expansion that college football is now going to see with their playoff starting as uh, no later than 2026, but as soon as next season. And the NCAA tournament, um, it, it hasn't seen expansion since it went from 65 teams to 68 teams back during the 2010-11 year. And, of course, with that expansion was the, the, the birth of the first four, something that, you know, as, as, a, as a college basketball diehard even back then, I was against. But you can't deny the success of the first four. I think all but two years – a team that was in the first four has made the second weekend of the tournament. It has put teams like VCU in the final four, Syracuse in the final four, UCLA two years ago during the pandemic NCAA tournament. They were, you know, on the on, on the doorstep of making the national championship uh, game. And so that level of expansion brought more interest, of course, more money. The tournament started on starts on Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, in Dayton, which is a great place to host it. And for the the the, the best part, or, or for the most part, that expansion was proven to be uh, the 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 correct decision. The problem with th- this this these rumors of expansion is that there hasn't even been a number tossed out. But if you go back to when we expanded roughly a decade ago. The first proposed number was 96. So you feel like um, uh, that uh. that number will come up very popular again. But the biggest issue is that Greg Sankey, or maybe just with the the whole expansion, you know, model theory, is that you could get rid of automatic bids for the one big leagues, and we go into a situation where. Maybe we're using the net to determine what teams do and do not make the tournament, which would then pretty much give us a power five and maybe three or four mid-major conferences making up then said NCAA tournament. And I don't understand why anyone would want to propose that given the fact that we just had St. Peter's go on the most historical run we've ever seen as a mid-major in the history of the tournament. They well, were a 15 seed that beat a two-seeded Kentucky team. Mm-hmm. They then beat a 10 seed in the second round. Then they beat Purdue in the Sweet 16 before they ran into Carolina. And even though Carolina was playing at a at a, at a really high level, there were still people that thought St. Peter's beating Carolina was a possibility. It was it, it, it proven was not to be that game was pretty much over in the first half as 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 the Cinderella ran out of steam, but you you okay so you had that you you know you've had um, you had Dunk City 
They were the first double-digit seed to make the Sweet 16. Florida Gulf Coast. Yep. People are, you yeah. had Oral Roberts two years ago doing the same thing as well. George Mason. Now, they were they were an 11 seed making the, the, making the Final Four. VCU, an 11 seed making the Final Four. I mean, what about like UMBC over Virginia? Yeah, 16 that would over be gone. one. You have Middle Tennessee over Michigan State, like fifteen over two. I mean, you're you're missing out on those great moments. Um, I have the answer, Professor Marlowe, as to why somebody would propose this. Uh, what was one, who was a team that made a really deep run into their conference tournament and missed out on last year's NCAA tournament that we were just talking about a minute ago? It was Texas A and M. That's your reason why this is a. There, this is based off of one team, and this is his reasoning as to why he pretty much wants college basketball to expand the tournament and completely eliminate the automatic qualifiers, which, by the way, why are we listening to this dude anyways? You, dude, stick to football, which you've already attempted to ruin through realignment. I mean, look, I, I thought college football playoff expansion was needed. I don't think college basketball uh, tournament expansion is needed. It's pretty inclusive. The teams that should get into the tournament get in. And let's be let's be really honest. There have been teams that did not even remotely deserve to get in that have gotten in. But that's right. We're going to completely scrap all automatic qualifiers, and you want to put the 96 best teams in based on the net? So – you are going to more than likely have teams with losing records playing for national titles. And I get it. Look, you've had that from time to time with some of these automatic bids automatic where you bids. win four games in four days, but that's 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 the reward but, of a one-bid league. Okay, but here's the thing. Go back and look at how many of those teams that finish with those types of records since the latest round of expansion have automatically gotten into the field. They don't. They usually have to play in the first four. And look, if you go there and win, well, then hell, you earned it. I This, to me, makes no sense. Like, I'm sorry, I don't think that a team that is below 500 in a power conference deserves to play for a national championship. And we're talking, there could be teams with this with with how this is set up, when you start getting into those 90s, dude, you could be talking about teams that are three, four games below 500 playing four titles that exited in the first round of their conference tournament. Like that, come on, that is insanity. Well, I, I think the, the biggest issue is to the non-college basketball viewer, so people that aren't like ourselves who watch from November through March. Yeah, squares. Yep. Um, they view the college basketball season as a three-week event, which I'll always push back and say it's it's not mm-hmm. because if you watch the sport like I do from November through the first Monday in April, there is there's hardly a, a sport out there that we that we that we consume as Americans more unpre- more unpredictable from a night in night out basis if you expand the tournament to 96 the the devalue you just did to your regular season would be would be enormous it would almost become borderline irrelevant 
which isn't going to be a good thing considering the fact that all these conferences are expanding to 20 league games anyway to as a way to generate more revenue and more profit. But what you're going to tell all those people, especially the fans, is there's no point to fill the fill up the the arena night in, night out. Because as long as you go 500 in your league and you've got a 500 record, or as you said, you'll probably have teams below 500 making the tournament, it's not going to matter because you still have a chance to play for a national championship. And I, I think, like, even though college basketball isn't as popular as the NFL, college basketball has the best model to determine a champion here. It's the most entertaining. Yep. Um, you have to win six elimination games, which no other sport in the in, in in North America do you have to do such a thing. At most, you have to do is four in the NFL, and for as imperfect as it is, more often than not, you still usually get your true your your true champion. Like yeah, you'll have your outlier with your seven seed UConn that got hot and and won a national championship. So, but. They got hot at the right time, and they won six straight. Like, this is not, they got hot, they won three games, win a title. That's, I mean, then you can make that argument. That's a, that, that that is an argument that, I mean, if anybody tries to make that, they are literally just pulling at straws trying to figure something out. No, that is, the fact that you have the Cinderella runs and stuff like that in college basketball is part of what makes the sport Exciting because there's no other postseason like that. I mean, we talk to go back to the college football playoff expansion real quick. There was an argument about that. You know, there there have been arguments about it multiple times, but there was an argument that you guys had on, on the day of that we're recording this on air today, um, talking about the college football playoff and how there's such a difference between three and four in the country, but three and eleven in the country and. Pretty much most people think this really won't change who the ultimate champion will be. Mm -hmm. In college basketball, that is not even remotely the case. There are so many teams that when you sit down and fill out your bracket, if you ask somebody and you said, okay, you have to tell me yes or no, there's a chance that this team could actually win the national championship. I mean, you're going to come up with what? Probably probably 10 to 12 different teams that you could honestly say to yourself, yeah, I could see them winning a title. Yeah. You ain't doing that in any other sport. I don't care what sport it is. There is no other sport in America that you can sit down like that and say to yourself, yeah, there's 10 to 12 teams heading into this postseason that have a legitimate shot to win a title. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think that's something that that we, we should celebrate, that there is – there is so much parity because in the in the fifties and the sixties and into the seventies, you had like four or five schools that ran the sport, and then all these other programs popped up, like the Dukes, like the Syracuses, like the Georgetowns, that started competing with the Carolinas, the Kentuckys, the Kansases, and stuff like that. And that's why every every March, you know, where the the nation gets turned on because you have these these Cinderella runs like a St. Peter's or something like that. And if 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 you get rid of the little guy and you just have basically you know a crop of power 5 teams and then mid-major teams that are basically acting as if they're power 5 teams as well, even if you have a seed line that says 16 and that 16 seed upsets a 1, it's still not going to feel. It's still not going to feel the same. Also, 
if we're getting rid of automatic bids, are we getting rid of conference tournaments? Because if we're doing that, might as well, right? You're, you're going to have a really hard time keeping your diehard college basketball fan entertained because you have so many people like myself that love the history and the tradition of the ACC tournament, what the Big East means when it when it, when it, when, it, when it's played in New York City. And when the Big East used to be, you know, the actually old Big East, what the Big Ten tournament still means to a lot of, you know, longtime Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, maybe Purdue basketball fans. Like, I could not imagine a world where we're getting the field ready to compete for the NCAA tournament, but I'm not spending a Saturday watching conference championship or, you know, a whole week of championship games across 36 different conferences. Which is, you know, sometimes I'm not going to say that some of those days rival the first and second day of the tournament, but, I mean, they're about as close as you come in terms of having so many different games on in all those time slots. It's insanity, and for college basketball nuts like us, we love it. Here's the thing. Will conference tournaments ever go away? Oh, no way. No way they won't because they make too much money. Well, And I mean, Greg Sankey ain't going to turn away that money. I mean, it, it would depend because if you if you expand the, the NCAA tournament field, you're going to get more money that would probably be able to chop. Because like, at some, Here's point, the thing, at some point, the season's got to get shorter. Because you're not playing this tournament into, into May, are you? Yeah. You're going to make this a month-and-a-half-long oh, event? Dude. More more money on both ends? Oh, yes. They would for sure turn this. I mean, you got to think. If it's ni- Let's say it's 96 because that's the one that I've heard as well. What, it's an, it's an extra? See, I don't even know how that would work because if you were just, if you were just doubling the field, Team. which would just be the, the overall field after the first four. Certain it would teams go to would 128 to a, to a, to a certain degree. Right. So you would play some teams would play an extra game, some teams wouldn't. So really you would only be looking at what two extra days technically of the tournament. I mean, look, for in terms of like overall craziness of the tournament, you know, we would probably adjust to it and be like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> where they lose me, where where he loses me the most is the automatic qualifier thing. I like getting rid of the automatic qualifiers. I just I just don't understand taking out some of these smaller schools. I don't understand wanting to separate from these other conferences. Again, every move that is made, especially by this moron, is and I don't really care. I I I cannot believe that people are actually there there are people that think that they will listen to this guy on what to do for college basketball. Dude, your conference hasn't been relevant in college basketball until last year of for for what? 15 20 years? Like outside of Kentucky, nobody really followed your basketball conference. You've just now started to generate general interest overall in the SEC. And now you're coming out with this crock of crap. So, but I I don't understand why you're going to if you're him you want to separate from these other conferences, these these non really non Power Five conferences, because hey, the the college football playoff that you just expanded, you have six automatic bids, including one that will go to an American Conference team, a Sun Belt Conference team, Conference USA, Mountain West, one of those conferences. Well, if you alienate them in 
the NCAA tournament, probably not going to help your case with them when it comes to the college football playoff field either. So I don't understand. Like, I don't know what this dude is. Is he just pulling pulling stuff from his rear end? Like, is he just pulling ideas out of nowhere? And I cannot believe that he is this butthurt over Texas A&M. And the, d- did you hear one of the reasons that he, he gave for why it made sense that Texas A&M should have been in the field and that this is the reason they need to expand? Well, Missouri won the baseball national championship. Ole Miss. Oh, what a, either way, it's the same damn thing. <laughs> I don't – look, man – that's a complete, first of all, completely different tournament. You can lose in that tournament, come back and win. I, I And I don't understand how that sport allows you to justify a move in this sport. I think maybe you should stick to worrying about football and baseball, which your conference has historically been relevant in. Because basketball, you haven't been. And nobody really gives a damn about your opinion. I I think the 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 last question about this topic is something I've really had to wrestle with, and it's you know like all of this is just like right now they're rumors, but if they're out there at some point there's going to be a proposal of some sorts mm-hmm. to a overhaul to the NCAA tournament, which is I think I'm speaking for everybody here. It's all of our favorite sporting event. Like we, you know, we 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 love March Madness and, and everything that that comes along with 100%, it. Hundred percent. Yep. Could could an overhaul of expansion, getting rid of 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 the automatic bids to, to, to the one big leagues, could stuff like that turn you off altogether as a college basketball fan? Because I think it's something that you know, as 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 much as we love college athletics I think you know in the back of our minds like these type of thoughts are starting to enter our minds and we're not guys that we're we're not guys that are against NIL I am very much pro NIL as a matter of fact just bought Drake Mace football jersey you can buy yours too at fanatics.com they went on sale last night I bought mine within an hour (laughs) so you you know like it's not that but it's it's the it's it's the conference realignment it's the conference expansion it's and then it's it's what you're doing to what's not a it's not a it's not a uh, it's not a perfect system but it's perfectly imperfect and it just feels like in this modern era of college athletics the people that are making the decisions are making it harder on those of us that love college athletics to still feel the same way we feel about them well cuz it's this simple they don't care about the they don't care about the consumer they don't they care about the TV contracts and the amount of money that they can bring in. The sooner that you realize that as a college fan, the better. Um, now, I think, I'm going to say this. I don't think this is going to be anywhere near as easy to pass through as college football playoff expansion, conference realignment. Those are Those were things that, Really, frankly, you had no way of stopping. But with this, I think that there will be enough of... There There, there are clearly people that are thinking along the same lines as us that are in the college basketball world. Because that, that NCAA tournament is such a precious 
piece of cargo with how successful it has been for the sport of college basketball that if you mess with it and you even remotely take away the interest level and those numbers go down and they were to lose that TV contract, that could that could completely devastate that sport. I, I just I don't see any way possible that you can mess with that without knowing that it is going to be successful. Would it I mean would it would it lessen my enthusiasm for the NCAA tournament? Yeah, probably a little bit. Because yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be as excited to watch a, a team that has you know that's six games under five hundred playing in a tournament game that they don't deserve to be playing in. As opposed to, I mean, look, man, we all get into it. We love we love watching even some of the smaller conference tournaments. And I get look, I get it's not everybody, but I think even the casual fan at this point they get into these odd universities. I mean, I've I've seen plenty of people, you know, we did we did a bracket pool here at, at the job that we work at. Um and we had employees that filled them out that had never they, they don't watch college basketball. But they love the names of these teams and everything like that. You know, that th- these these odd end, you know, universities that are on there and they like to pick them to make deep runs. I mean, what's going to be the interest factor in picking Mississippi State to make a deep run? Like I I'm I'm sorry, there's there's no there's nothing that's great about that. So I mean, I think I would I would be very shocked if this is something that does not receive a lot of backlash from people around college basketball. But at the same time, we're in an era of college sports where if it's going to make money, it's probably going to happen. So if they lay this out and they feel like they are feasibly going to make more money with this setup, then we could be staring it down. But I don't I don't think that is as close to a guarantee as some of these other ones. Like college the college football playoff expansion, no doubt they're going to make more money off of that. They know that. College basketball tournament expansion with the removal of the automatic bids, I don't know. I think that you you could lose some consumers because of that. The only bright spot I think that come out of expansion would be all the jokes we could still throw NC State's way when when in a 96 team event they still got left out. Would they have made it this past year? <laughs> no. Still no. So, I mean, look, the good news is is that right now this is all talk. There hasn't been a whole lot of walk, but we do know at some point there will be some walking behind all of that talking. Well, we'll take a quick break. We'll get you this week's ad from DraftKings, and then we come back, we'll touch on all the recruiting that's gone around the basketball program this week before we get out of this edition of the Four Corners Podcast. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN to get 
$200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Really hope you guys have taken great advantage of all these great offers we've been giving you all summer, and now that it's football season, make sure you're getting over to DraftKings Sportsbook, using those promo codes, using all those great offers to help you earn some money, whether you're betting on college or NFL games. And shortly before you know it, we'll be betting on uh, professional and college basketball once again. Mentioned a pretty big week of recruiting for Carolina, and and today it was a it was a surprising commitment from four star small forward Drake Powell out of Pittsburgh, North Carolina. He's a member of CP3's AAU team, um, and he he's done some really nice things. Uh, he was recruited by. Jeff Lebo, who saw him play in high school when Lebo was on a high school coaching staff before he came to join Hubert Davis's just last season. But this is a guy that, you know, didn't get offered by Carolina until August 21st, only took one a visit to Chapel Hill. But, of course, if you if you know the, 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 the locale of the triangle, you know Pittsburgh isn't too far away. So he's kind of grown up in the shadow of the Carolina basketball program, and this was something that he said this was a family-led decision. We talk about the Carolina basketball family all the time, and now all of a sudden Huber Davis does have his first commitment in what's going to be a very important 2024 class because you look at the way Carolina's built, you know, you would imagine that Caleb Love will probably be gone after this year, so will most likely Armando Baycott and Pete Nance. But you would imagine that that R.J. Davis comes back for a senior season, you know, and then you have Puff Johnson, Dontre Styles, Demarco Dunn, guys stepping into bigger roles, and and then your freshmen this year would be sophomores and be ready to to really expand as well. So that 2024 class is looking to be like a very big one just for the overall future and direction um, for Carolina basketball, and, and Hubert Davis knows it. He's got seven offers out to five-star players right now and one more other to another four-star prospect. But when it comes back to Drake Powell, Anthony, this is Hubert Davis's first in-state recruit since he became the head coach of Carolina. And uh, even though he's not your typical high-end four-star type of guy, a nice way to get that 2024 class off and rolling. Well, and these guys are important. These are guys, I mean, you got to get these in-state guys because especially with a guy like this, you never really know what he could turn out to be. And, you know, Carolina is also looking for these guys. We've said it on this podcast multiple times when Hubert Davis took the job and even late in the Roy Williams era. We wanted some of these guys that were going to be around for two, three four years and this probably projects as one of those guys but yeah to get a guy that you know as when we heard when he was offered uh this one meant a lot to him as a guy from this area that grew up I believe he grew up a Tar Heel fan in Pittsburgh yeah this is this is a nice one to get and yeah it's right in Carolina's backyard I mean granted it's not too far away from Durham either but this was one that for Carolina to be able to get him this early in the 24 class Mm -hmm. is good because 
Now you've you've already got somebody committed in that class, and as and like you said, it's going to be an important one for Carolina because you feel like even if the twenty three class doesn't work out the way that I guess some of these people that uh, you know some, mostly fans are, are looking at it. I mean, there's panic about the way that things are turning out on the twenty three trail, and I'm kind of sitting there saying to myself, weren't we in the same spot at this same time last year with the twenty two class? which turned out to be pretty good. So, first of all, 23 class, very far from being done. But I think to get a guy like this, someone you can now build your class, maybe not around, but with, to have a guy that uh, is going to be traveling to these camps and everything like that, going to be you know a part of some of these different summer leagues and everything, that will already be on your side, and by that time will, be, will have been committed for almost a year is going to be huge, but I think the biggest thing comes back to that in-state element. Take care of the guys that are in your state, because as we've seen before, some of those guys in-state can turn out to be really, really big-time guys at Carolina once they get there. Then Carolina offered one this year, or this week, excuse me. As I mentioned, he's got seven five-stars in that 2024 class with offers One of those turns out to be five-star prospect Trenton Flowers, who was transferring into Combine Academy, a a, a basketball uh, school that was was started up by former Tar Heel Jeff McInnes, who's no longer with the school. He left for another job, and when he left last year, many thought he was leaving to join Hubert Davis' staff in Chapel Hill. That did not end up being the case, but one of the first real big – Big targets for Hubert Davis and his staff to to really monitor and, and try to land in Chapel Hill. You mentioned the panic that is existing in the fan base, and that's because yesterday Carolina did miss out on 2023 four-star power forward T.J. Power, who chose Duke over Carolina. And the funniest thing about this one is, like, while it hurt on on the surface – to lose a guy like him to John Shire and Duke, the 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 staff was expecting it because they kind of like with Powell got involved kind of late with 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 TJ Power here, but this is really more of just a continued overreaction since Gregory GG Jackson, who was virtually going to be the number one player in the 2023 class, decommitted from Carolina earlier this summer reclassified and, and, and is going to enroll with South Carolina this year. And and so this is going to be a uphill battle for the 2023 class, which still has a five-star committed to it in Simeon Wiltshire. But the, the, the loss of Gregory G.G. Jackson just sent shockwaves through the fan base. And, and, and it's, it's not, it's not fair to Hubert Davis but until he solidifies that class with two or three more commitments, this is pretty much going to be what it's going to be like every time there's a recruit that Carolina misses on in that 23 cycle. Which is ridiculous because, again, as we laid out when we talked about G.G. Jackson and the whole situation before he ended up decommitting and even after he ended up decommitting, this is... I got there is no other recruitment that I can ever remember like that. I have never heard of a recruitment where a where where a guy 
supposedly wanted to commit months earlier before he actually committed to Carolina. Then after he committed to Carolina, pretty much his mom said, look, you need to decommit. I am going to do everything in my power to make you decommit from the university to stay home and play at South Carolina and reclassify. I, I mean, it's, it's, it is unheard of for that to happen. Should and have heard of my recruitment coming out of high school. Non, non-existent. No, it was actually colleges were apologizing to me saying that I was too good to play at their universities. Yeah, also, I think there was a prince asking you for money <laughs> in those same emails. But <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand why, if you think that that recruitment is a reason to be paranoid, there is nothing that any other coach could have done. Roy... Coach K, the greatest recruiter in the land who just can't win when it freaking matters, John Calipari. That was one of the oddest situations I have ever seen in my in, in my time covering the team. And I'm talking any any of the sports. I've never heard of a recruitment like that. So I don't understand that panic. Guys, like I said, we were in a very similar spot. A year ago. Now, granted, part of that was because of a coaching change. I understand that. But I think Hubert Davis has proven to you that there is no need to panic. Also, you'd look at the last class that they just brought in. And I know you ran through some of the guys that this roster will be losing. But the last class that they just brought in, any of those guys guaranteed? And that's the key word. I'm not saying they they can't. Because <laughs> Seth Trimble looks pretty pretty good. Is there a guarantee that any of those four guys are gone? Nope. Next year. No. They're all coming back. So, guys, it's going to be all right. I don't know if you've looked. Hubert Davis has worked the transfer portal pretty well as well. All right? I mean, Brady Manick, tremendous pickup. Dawson Garcia looked like he was going to be a pretty legitimate contributor to Carolina before everything that happened off the court for him. And we feel pretty good about Pete Nance, right? So I I, I got to tell you, I'm not panicked about what Hubert Davis is going to do moving forward. Part of it is that I'm more focused on what this team is going to do on the court this season. But part of it is that, guys, you might want to trust a coach that so far has really only given us reasons to trust him as a head coach. I hope that's that's a very good point, and it'll, it'll just be something that, um, you know, uh, until he lands a high-end other prospect or two, that this will be the state of the fan base when it comes to the, the, the thoughts around that 2023 recruiting class. Let's officially transition to a few closing notes here and the, the 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 big one is UNC did announce their 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 celebration to kick off the basketball season and it was a, it was a little different last year with what they called it and now they've completely rebranded revamped it um to where now it's going to be called live action with Carolina basketball and of course if you if you followed the the, the team closely during the tournament run 
Every time you would hear Hubert Davis talking during a press conference or before the game or during the game or after the game, it was always, it's live action out there. So it's a really smart move by them to, to kind of make it feel like this is his event because, you know, it is his program now. Um, and that will be held Friday, September 30th. So remember, it used to be October 15th was whenever they would start it. Because that's when practice officially got underway, but now practice does open up, you know, in, in 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 September now, and now they've moved it all the way into September. And for more information about that, you can just go to goheels.com to figure out everything regarding that night, as we will be able to kick off a highly anticipated, expectation pressure filled 2022-23 season. And lastly, on Saturday, former UNC player and longtime NBA, NBA head coach George Carl will be inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, becoming the 13th Tar Heel to do so. With that, guys, that is going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. But before we let you go, we do encourage you guys to go to the website, HeelToughBlog.com where we're getting you ready for Carolina football as they are at Georgia State this week. Anthony will have you covered with a preview and his keys to the game. There's also an article up there about Drake May arrival arriving to the college football scene. You might want to check that one out. You got to sell it more. You got to sell it. Guys, he is on pace with guys like Jameis Winston in his Heisman season now you're just writing, with now you're just Johnny Manziel. Maybe that's what we need to do. Just read the article as a podcast, and then that'll draw people to then to go read. No, the but article. I'm saying the comparisons are there. Go see how ridiculous the comparisons are, and how this start is pretty historic. You got you gotta you gotta sell it a little bit, man. Give them a push. So go check that article out. Of course, after the Georgia State game, we'll have you covered with the recap, Ashton's analysis. Which, by the way, since we're here. And this has been the first time we have recorded on this side of, of the podcast of the website. We did we did add a new writer to the fold. Uh, we made an announcement on our Facebook and our Twitter pages. If you haven't seen it or if you haven't heard the announcement over on the Heel Tough Blog podcast, Ashton Marlowe is my little brother. He has now officially joined the Heel Tough Blog team as a contributor. You might hear him on a podcast or two every now and then. Um, he's 13 years old. He, like like me, knew at a very young age he wasn't going to go pro in sports, but loves sports and wants to work in the sports broadcasting medium in some form or fashion. It's just a really cool thing that, uh, that, that, I, that we get to share with him, and he's having a lot of fun. And so one of his things that he does for football games is he writes his own analysis of the game. So just a separate recap article. That'll be up from the Georgia State game. Of course, we'll have the the stock report and my trench report. As for the basketball side of things, you can find all the latest recruiting news and updates on the website as well. As for the podcast, you know where to find us. Every major podcasting platform, just simply search the Four Corners podcast and we will pop up. We encourage you guys to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That way you don't miss any editions of the podcast as we're getting closer and closer to the start of the season. Well, this is going to wrap up this edition of the show. 
Want to thank Anthony for hosting with me. Want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels. The Four Corners Podcast is a proud member of the Basketball Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at HoopsPodNet or visit our website, www.thebasketballpodcastnetwork.com to find the best basketball podcast.